right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, very, very, very special episode of the Three Ghosts Night, Four Ghosts podcast, episode number 46, the Roman Polak edition of the podcast. Uh, we are interrupting uh, the CFL interviews to talk about something very important. Uh, unfortunately, the CFL pods kind of stopped because uh, Kim and I both at the same time lost our voices. Uh, but something very important has happened uh, back on November the 20th. Um, for those of that have been listening to our podcast all along, um, it, it took for a bit for us to get um, pregnant. And on November 20th at 3.42 p.m. Eastern Time uh, at the St. Catharines General Hospital, uh, we did have uh, Kim gave birth to our son. And uh, he is with us in the moment. We're in our 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe Sport, and we're heading to Grimsby, Ontario. And I figured now would probably be the best time to uh, record a quick podcast, little road banging edition. <laughs> but um, again, it's I, I kind of turn this over to you, Kim. Uh, tell the people kind of how. I think probably like I, I was debating with, with with my talking points on this episode. I when as you can attest to, when I do a podcast, I don't have any. I just go into it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was debating whether or not to go like all the way back and be like Kim and I started dating in two thousand and eight. Oh, that doesn't need to be mentioned. Well, it kind of does. And then we got married in two thousand twelve. We had Emmett and at the end of. 2015 in November. Yep. Um, really, I guess that's the Cole's notes of where how we've gotten to this point. Um, really, uh, we've talked a lot on the pod about how we wanted to grow our family, and uh, you know we were able to do that. But uh, let's let's bring it back to last. Was it last Friday or two Fridays ago? Now, so you you just finished up your work. Yeah, so uh, about two Fridays ago, um, November 8th was my last day and pretty much had to leave early to go for <laughs> my last ultrasound because um, I had an appointment on Tuesday with my OB to see how things were going. Uh, unfortunately, those results were not in for that appointment. So Really weird, but whatever. Yeah, um, so she and she needed them for that appointment in order to set an induction date uh, due to the fact that I did end up having uh, gestational diabetes with uh, this one as well they the diabetic clinic didn't want me to go past 38 weeks gestation so we were trying to figure that out, but because we didn't have the ultrasound results, she had to hold off on setting an induction date. And for that appointment, she then informed me that uh, she would not be around the following week because she was going on vacation. Just like with Emmett. She went on vacation <laughs> when Emmett was due. So. But again, it, uh, the, the funny the part of the story is, so Damon was born on the 20th. Uh, by the way, the baby's name is Damon... Alexander Young, and uh, yeah, on uh, November 20th, so uh, Emmett was born November 27th, so these two kids are literally going to have their birthdays a week apart, which for the... That was it, not planned. No, definitely not. Like, n nothing with, with, with Damon, like, there was times where, like, we had no other choice to say, okay, so this is, you know, how how we can try and, and, and have a, a baby and really we as great as it is having Emmett uh November for our sake because my birthday is March yours is in February neither of us really thought November would be a great time because it's just before Christmas and for our American family it's uh, right in there with um uh, American Thanksgiving so and Black Friday, you know, you got to put that in there too. But um, <clears throat> really, it, it 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 all came together. Uh, we are gonna call. Your gynecologist was hopeful that he'd come that weekend, 
and that she'd be able to deliver them. Yeah, because I was like, I was getting cramping and a lot of cervical pain, and she's like, "Well, if you're feeling that much pain and pressure already, then he should be coming this weekend. Uh, if not, then you'll see my colleague on uh, next week, and uh, he'll set the induction date, and then I'll see you at your six week um, post op or whatever, um, whatever <laughs> appointment." <laughs> Yeah, six-week appointment. Um, postnatal appointment. There we go. As opposed to post-nasal drip. Yeah, okay. That has absolutely nothing to do with the No. Baby. So, uh, all weekend, Adam was questioning whether or not we should go to the hospital because I was so uncomfortable and just was not a pleasant person to deal with apparently well okay so it's been a tough one i've been pretty open with everything on on the podcast uh so i had two jobs going for quite a while and that's why uh there's been some sporadic times with the podcast where it's like okay we have lots of episodes coming out like once a week now we don't have lots of episodes coming out it's just because it was it was hard with with working two jobs, having Emmett, uh, you know, doing all those sorts of things. But the good news is is that uh, with giving up the job, it provided a little extra room. But then when you get a little closer to the baby's arrival, it becomes like, okay, well now, you know, I have to do a little bit more around the house, which is understandable. So um, really, where we're at, we were at last week was I was a little tired with having to uh, make sure Emmett was doing this, that, and the other, um, stressing that the baby could arrive any second. So <clears throat> a lot of these things can take their toll on, on you mentally. And uh, again, what I was, was not, not, not no one was, was, even the hospital staff weren't ready for was just how quickly everything escalated uh literally we'll get get into that we'll we'll get into that but um so where where we were uh before since you've last heard from us uh on episode 45 um really it's uh it it feels like it was years ago that that you know everything was kind of going down and uh you know now we're at this point where you get a lack of sleep and um, you kind of question your sanity and you're, you're making sure that you're getting the right foods to, to you know, be able to, to cope during the day. I still haven't gone back to work yet. Uh, I have a couple more days off with Kim and, and Damon, but um, Kim, what do you think was has been the hardest part for you in the last month? The pain. The, the amount of pain I was not ready for before he came um, just because he was so low everything was uncomfortable um, but getting back to how things <laughs> progressed yeah uh, so Tuesday the 19th uh, I had my appointment with uh, my OB's colleague in Grimsby in Grimsby which because is, I, I think we've covered uh, well we definitely talked to people about trying to keep the maternity ward open in Grimsby. Yeah. Unfortunately, what had happened was they are reopened, but they didn't have the staff uh, to... Well, they're they're renovating the OR suites yeah. now, and they legally cannot deliver babies uh, at that hospital with the OR suite... Without the OR being completed, um, just because there's always that risk of... A, an emergency C-section and if it's not available then like you really can't do anything and you're putting mother and baby at risk by offering these deliveries when you don't have everything in place that you should that you need to have in place kind of thing exactly and, and because of that uh, we were given the option of either having the baby in St. Catharines which 20 minutes for us versus McMaster and Hamilton, which would have been an hour. Um, our hope all along had been to go to McMaster, but just with us not feeling overly great and just well, with Dr. Situation. Guy going on yep. vacation, um, 
she was going to send me to McMaster, but yeah. uh, her colleague was like, nope, we're going to St. Catharines. But Which I, was fine. I threw Adam off with that appointment because we walked in and he's like, hi, I'm... I'm the doctor. Dr. N. And uh, how's, how are you feeling? Uncomfortable? In pain? Can I please get induced today? Yeah. Uh, what? That's one, that's one way to introduce yourself. <laughs> so he uh, he had a student with him, and he's like, okay, well, um, is there a reason why you want to get induced? I said, well, because I'm I have uh, gestational diabetes, and I'm taking insulin. Diabetic clinic doesn't want me to go past 38 weeks, and I am now 38 weeks and four days. So kind of need to get this going, I guess. And he's like, okay, so um, I'll get the student to like get the, the heart rate and everything. Uh, you'll get a cervical exam. It'll be uncomfortable, and we'll see how everything's progressing, and then set everything up. Okay, great. So he leaves the room, and his student's doing what she needs to do. Uh, she's like, I can't confirm that his head is down. <laughs> I was like, we already know his head's down. He hasn't flipped. He hasn't moved. He's pretty still. And uh, he came back in. He's like, sorry about that. Was just on the phone with St. Catharines. Uh, setting up your induction for today. Um, so I'll do the exam and then we'll confirm everything. So he did the exam and then left the room and came back. And he's like, okay, so your induction is set up for today at uh, 1 o'clock. So go to St. Catharines and go up to the maternity ward and we'll get everything situated. Um the other doctor, N, will be there, and uh, he'll start the induction. So, based off of how Emmett came to be, uh, I was anticipating I'd be set up on an IV drip, like last time. But we got there, and apparently not. <laughs> yeah. So, and I wasn't told anything beforehand. It was just, you were getting induced. Uh, so, the method that they used was... Um, they used a cervidil, which is, it looks kind of like a string that they place in your cervix. I'll be honest, I thought it was a tampon. <laughs> and it uh, releases a chemical to soften everything up and, and get you moving. Uh, so, was there for two hours being monitored. At the end of the two hours, I started feeling uncomfortable. And they're like, that's great, that's a good sign, so go home, labor, come back. Uh, either call us tonight at 8 o'clock, let us know how things are going. Um, depending on what's happened, if your water's broken or whatever, um, we'll let you know how to proceed. Uh, if there's no other changes, then you're due to be back here tomorrow at one o'clock. Okay, great. So Emmett was supposed to sleep over at grandma and grandpa's and I turned around and said, no, I want him home because I don't think anything's happening tonight. And sure enough, I was right. Nothing happened. <laughs> well, and, and in a situation like that, you got to listen to your partner because, and especially like if you're if if you're not the one that's having the baby, uh, I wasn't overly happy. I really just wanted to have a nice quiet night at home because I knew the impending child would be fun. And again, I, I we did the right thing. We we brought him at home. We kept him in the loop of what was going on to points. Really, I, I can't say that. Like that was, that was bad. Yeah. So I woke up at six o'clock in the morning, just feeling pain, but I wasn't sure exactly like what kind of pain I was feeling. Um, and as soon as I got out of bed, it, it kind of diminished. But then about seven o'clock, it came back, and instantly I was getting contractions every three to five minutes. Uh, so the general rule is, if you don't know, uh, is uh, 511. So your contractions are five minutes apart, one minute in length for one hour. Mine were three to five minutes, but they were like 30 to 50 seconds long. And I was still able to talk through most of them. So it wasn't really like we didn't need to rush anywhere. And then finally, about 11 o'clock, I looked at it. Adam and said I think we need to go because these are getting harder and I don't like I know we need to make a couple stops before we go to the hospital 
so let's get moving now. I don't want to rush. I don't want to get stuck in traffic or something. So we did our couple stops, uh, got to the hospital. By the time we got to the area that we were supposed to, because uh, we went to the wrong area of the maternity ward mm-hmm. first, um, it was about 1230, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, the staff could see that I was having contractions, so they got me hooked up to the monitor. They called uh, Dr. N that set up the induction the day before uh, to come and see what's going on. He showed up about 1.20, did another uh, cervical exam, and was like, you are nowhere close. Uh, You're not even close to dilating. There's nothing going on. Like, I don't know why you're having contractions like this because your cervix is doing nothing. So let's take this cervical out. We'll put in a fresh one. Uh, We'll monitor you for two hours and uh, send you home. And then we'll see you again when you're in active labor. Okay. So Adam and I were mad. Uh, I was texting my sister. He was texting his mom. And that was pretty much the last update that anybody got. (laughs) Yeah, because I talked to mom last night uh, during the Grey Cup. And I'll talk more about that later because... Eh, whatever. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I told mom, I'm like, well, looks like they're sending us home soon, so nothing. That's what my mom got. Yeah, so... And the reason why I had to get in contact with her was because, like, if you have a, a child, you kind of have to get them picked up from school, or the bus in our case, so, yeah, had to have that going on. Yeah, so that was the last update anybody really got. And then um, because my contractions were at that point every uh, two to three minutes, I was just like, I I can't. I can't focus or text anybody. I was yelling at Adam constantly to put his phone away. (laughs) Uh, And then it was about an hour after he put the new Cervidil in, that I coughed and I was like I I have to pee like and the nurse was in there like she's trying to figure out what pain I'm feeling because I'm getting louder and louder and she she thinks that I was reacting to the chemical and that I just needed a break so she was trying to talk me into like getting the cervidil removed and then coming back on Friday and then starting the process all over again. And I was like, nope, because I've been in so much pain for the last week. I just, we need to, we need to get this done. Speaking of Slow Chemical, do you remember the song Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven? I'd have to hear it. No, you probably didn't. I know your dad is into, well, kind of into wrestling. It's a, it's a wrestling reference, Kim. Uh-huh. Apparently I'm really taking this conversation seriously. Apparently. Um, so Adam helped me to the washroom and we came back and I looked at the nurse and I was like, okay, so I'm feeling better standing up. Is there any way that I can stay on the monitor and stand up instead of sitting or laying down? Because the pain's a lot worse when I'm sitting or laying down. She's like, well, we can try. Um, but if we can't get the baby on the monitor, I need another hour of monitoring the baby before we can send you home. Okay, great. Um, she couldn't get the baby on the monitor with me standing up. So I asked if we could have like the bed upright so I can like, I don't know, be in the same position <laughs> sitting down versus standing up, I guess. Uh, and as soon as I sat down, started screaming in pain, and she just had a, a feeling that she's like, I, I need to lay you down, I need to check you because, like, you're just getting worse and worse, and I just have a feeling. So she checked me, and like we still had an hour to be monitored. She's like, um, okay, so we're going to admit you because you're now four to five centimeters dilated and, uh, yeah, we'll all get everything set up. So she left to call Dr. N back, um, called over to 
or went over to labor and delivery and was like, we need a room. She's transitioning very, like very quickly. So it was about 10 minutes later after she had checked me that two nurses from labor and delivery came over to get me and they wanted me to go in a wheelchair. I was like, I can't get out of bed. Not happening. Well, that was pretty nuts, yeah. Yeah, so they put the guards up, took the stretcher over to labor and delivery. And it's not a far walk from triage to labor and delivery. It was... But it's funny. So, like, what, where I went with all of the whereabouts with this is... I, I go back to when Emmett was born in Grimsby. And a lot, like, most of the areas that were in this hospital were the size of the maternity ward in Grimsby. So, it's a lot bigger than we were used to, right? Yeah, we got lost quite a bit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... It, it wasn't even like, I don't know, a five minute, three minute walk from one end to the other. Yeah. Uh, and I'm screaming. <laughs> Under normal circumstances. <laughs> Under normal circumstances. Well, everybody else was walking. I was in bed screaming. Uh, but even when the triage nurse said, we're admitting you, uh, I said I tap out and they all start uh, Adam and the nurse started laughing at me they're like you can't tap out now I'm like no 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 I tap out as an epidural I need an epidural I don't want an epidural but I need an epidural if I'm in this much pain at four to five centimeters I need an epidural I can't do 10 so she's like okay we're we'll get everything situated and all down the hallway for this at most three minute walk I'm screaming for an epidural uh, and they're like, okay, let's get you in the room. We got to get uh, do uh, some blood work on you. And once we get that blood work, we'll we'll get that epidural ordered for you. We'll we'll get this situated. Okay. Um, so they put the stretcher beside the laboring bed, and they're trying to get me out, like to scoot over. And I turn around and I'm like, I have to push. Yeah. And they kind of disregarded what I said just because when I had Emmett, um, the reason why I got the epidural with Emmett was because I started pushing uncontrollably and couldn't stop. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to push. And I don't know how far I was at that point, but they said I wasn't ready. And that if I kept pushing, I was going to hurt myself and the baby. So kind of... Th they thought it was the same situation and then when I got over to the bed and they're trying to get this IV in my hand to take blood work I kept saying I have to push I have to push I have to push and as far as everybody knew I still had uh, the, the Cervidil in so they got the triage nurse over to check me because she was the one that said that I was four to five centimeters and then she turns around and she's like, nope, she's 10 centimeters fully dilated. And yeah, she, I feel the baby's, baby is coming. the baby's coming out now. Um, so Dr. N was still not back in St. Catharines. When they called him the first time, he actually just got back to Grimsby and was opening up his office door when they, he got the call. So uh, they had to grab an OB that was finishing up a delivery somewhere uh, like in another room uh when she came in apparently the baby's head was already out uh so <laughs> she came in to catch him and this was all in the span of like 10 minutes from when they got yeah. me into the room yeah and uh so she somebody yelled out the time nobody heard what time it was when he came out uh she started sewing up because I tore from one end to the other and Dr. Narain or Dr. N comes in oh great now I gotta edit Kim thanks yeah, yeah you can edit that out uh Dr. N came in and looks at us and he's like well sorry I missed it uh is there anything that I need to do yep so Dr. B turns around she's like yeah there's this one stitch that I can't quite get can you finish it and he did that so uh three next thing ever, anybody got was at what quarter to four a picture of baby damon alexander young yep 
And everybody's shocked because the last update anyone got was that... We're bailing. We're getting sent home in two hours. So, it was definitely an event. Uh, was not anticipating to go from zero to pushing in under an hour. Yep. Uh, especially from being told I'm four to five centimeters to fully dilated within 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was a lot. Um, there's definitely a lot more pain this post-delivery than Emmett's post-delivery. So it's made things a lot more interesting, so to speak. Uh, And even the next day, the nurses are like, sorry, we tried to get you that epidural, but you just went way too fast. Well, they had to give you the, uh, what do they call it, in the vein there. uh, They had to get the IV IV drip going. And again, under the circumstances, they did good by getting it because your veins aren't really that great to get at. And, uh, but holy cow, (laughs) it looked like you'd punched a... Uh, a mirror when you finally got Damon in the room. Uh, I'd also like to point out as well that there were six nurses in the room. Normally, there's I think at most three. Yep. Um, but again, like they had to pull people, they had to pull people, they had to pull people, and uh, yeah, like it, it just it 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 was a blur. But it's one of those ones that I, I have very vivid memories of when Emmett was born, and I will have pretty much the same memories of this one being born uh very quick though compared to Emmett yeah uh, yeah and yeah that's you know that's, that's the story of how this uh, this all came to be this quickly so again uh we can't thank enough all the people that took time to congratulate us and uh again we're not we weren't looking for congratulations um I guess that kind of just goes hand in hand when you have a baby but um Again, it, it's been an amazing few days so far because we're recording this on a Monday after Grey Cup Sunday. And uh, as I said, right now we're going to Grimsby to get Damon's newborn photos done. So uh, through the last, the span of the last week, I've debated talking about it before the baby came, after the baby came. As Taylor from three, the third line plug sends cast joked about uh we were gonna do it during uh that would have been a lot oh that would have been the shortest five minutes of all time well the (laughs) the other thing the other thing to mention is when all this was happening uh they still had not admitted me to the hospital Oh, true. yes yes that's right um they didn't get the iv in my hand until after the baby came out pretty much uh so we were both confused as to well why the baby's already out why do i need an iv and turns out it was more of a precaution uh precaution to have it uh just because he came so fast i was at a higher risk of uh of hemorrhaging so they just wanted to make sure it was better to have it in my hand in case I started hemorrhaging uh, versus not and somebody trying to get an IV in my hand at that point. Uh, so after they got him out and cleaned up and everything, it, the nurses are all looking at me. You can open your eyes and look at your baby. Nope, nope, nope. Can't do it. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. As they're oh, trying there's to... definitely a lot of owls because holy crap, I can't believe that the first time you got to hold our son, uh, you had about, again, the number of nurses really didn't go down until probably 20 minutes after you gave birth. So I look over at my son that's born and they're cleaning him off and I look over at you and they've got about three to four different needles with about three to four different people looking in your private areas. Uh, so again, that, that was... Uh, that was a situation and a half there. I think you said they used like three things of lidocaine. Try to numb me. Oh yeah, you could. Yeah, it was uh, it was intense. Uh, it was intense. Uh, the biggest thing that that takeaway from it though is we we cannot thank the people that are in St. Catharines enough. In the past, we've said we want to have our baby in Grimsby because they have such a good reputation. We've heard people say they've had a less than favorable uh, time in St. Catharines. 
Uh, in fact, one of my best friends, uh, both his two daughters were born there, and he was kind of like, eh, it was okay, but nothing to write home about, but... Well, they had more issues with their first and their second. Well, they, they did. Um, he's, um, if anybody knows any... <laughs> we're, we're, we don't try to bring religion up too much, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things, you know, we're, we're all a little spiritual in, in some sort of way, whether or not... It, it doesn't matter, but... Uh, there, she's a German background, and uh, they had the minister in there, and apparently the minister baptized the daughter uh, at the hospital because they were pretty sure they were going to lose her. So uh, he doesn't have the best memories of St. Catherine's, um, but after everything that we went through, uh, it's pretty. It's it's safe to say that St. Catherine's uh, was a very good experience overall, given the circumstance. Would you say, Kim? Yeah. The only thing I did not like was that floor is so stinking hot. Yes. Like, the, I've had people complain about the nursing staff at the maternity ward and how crude they are and blah, 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 blah. Everybody that I got seemed to be fine. Yeah. Um, they, were, they were younger, too, like, probably around our age, like, in their 30s or 20s, right? Because the yeah. one nurse that we had quite a bit that was from Font Hill said she was 24. Um, again, she well, was awesome. Well, that, that was her shift. Like, yeah. But she was like the fourth nurse that I had. Yeah. Um, sure. So they were, they were very concerned with uh, with Damon and his sugars. Um we worked really hard the night that I was there to get them up and normal so we didn't have to stay very long. Uh, the last nurse that I had was trying to convince me to stay another night. Not because there was anything wrong with me or the baby, but just because he was having such a hard time latching. Um, it would, would have been beneficial to stay another night and then see the lactation consultant in the morning to get things going because... We had to push formula for the first night just to get his his sugar stabilized. Um, but it was so stinking hot in that room and in the, like on that floor that I felt so sick that I'm like I just I need to go home because I'm not gonna feel any better being here. I tried. Uh, they wanted me to get up and walk around, which I wanted to, but doing that, it was. I was getting more nauseous walking around because of the heat, and the nurses even turned the heat all the way down in the room that I was in, and it did absolutely nothing. Well, let's, let's talk about that. So, um, in Canada, I know that we have a lot of American listeners, some other people that listen from overseas. So in Canada, we do have uh, effectively socialized medicine, which, you know, given a lot of my American family that have had babies uh, in the past that had complications, uh, and again, we're, we're going 20 years ago, um, if you end up uh, getting a bill after you've just given birth to your child and it's in excess of $20,000 and it's like well you have medic medicare right or any like private insurance and it's like well no so like that's ridiculous um it feels pretty good when you go to a hospital and you don't have that stress on your head because again not trying to get into politics here but uh there's just something wrong when you go to a, a hospital that the first thing they ask you about is what kind of uh, what kind of insurance do you have? I know that uh, there was an episode of the Majors Mess Hall uh, from a couple weeks ago where Gavin, uh, the host, uh, went to the hospital in Nova Scotia and they talked at nauseum about um, about what happens with uh, the hospital and, and you know America and Canada and the United Kingdom so Really, the only the hardest part with this one was uh, my benefits aren't great. So technically, even though yeah, there's no bill, uh, basically you get put into what they would call a ward room. Which uh, is four so beds. there's four beds instead of semi-private, which would be two, or private, which would just be you know, one bed. So you had a couple interesting people in there with you, didn't you? Uh, needless to say, uh, in that room, so there's four beds. Uh, Adam and I were the minority in that room. Which is fine. Um, you know, Canada has uh, is 
definitely much more welcoming to folks from out of country. And um, I'd say the best way to describe would probably be like almost like the United Nations in there. Um, but that that's fine. The only problem is is that uh, a couple of the people that were in there aren't used to how things kind of run in Canada, and that you know you're you're in. We're we're not used to having lots of people in a room, whereas with them it's like there's multiple families living under one roof. Yeah. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yep. Um, so overnight, uh, I had to go home because of Nicola and Kira, um, and you stayed that night and you had a baby that was in there that it wouldn't was, shut up. Well, it was the family's second night there and found out more just before we were discharged the next day. Cause I, we were there just over 24 hours. Um, and I couldn't figure out why I was screaming so much. So I, I spent most of the night up, not because of my child. Mine slept all night, except for when the nurses came in to test his sugar every two hours. And at that point, I would feed him and everything else. But he he was quiet. He slept. Emmett was quiet and, and slept when he was born, too. So that's just apparently how my babies go. Um, apparently. So... I was waking up for one of two, one of three reasons, really. Uh, it was either I was dripping in sweat from being so hot, uh, this baby would not stop screaming, or the nurses would walk in. Like, they would be very quiet, and they would try not to disturb me, but I would hear something and look over, just happen to look over, and a nurse would be there. So I would just stay up. Maple. Mm-hmm. Um... So Adam came in at about 8 o'clock in the morning and he's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm so tired. And he thought it was because of our baby. I'm like, nope. Nothing to do with our you baby. You just pointed over at that area and I'm like, oh. And then you gave me the story later on when it was a little more socially acceptable. But uh, the person that you had next to you, though, uh, I was there to experience so whatever that was. They, they came in at that... the family that was in the bed next to me uh came in about five o'clock in the morning um after delivering and I don't know what her status is whether like she was traveling and went into labor early or she's new to Canada and doesn't have her uh status here or, or what Um, but she was like demanding that she needed to be discharged by the end of the day, um, because she doesn't have, um, a health card or anything. So she had to pay out of pocket, which is fine. Like she, they had that agreement, whatever it's their, their own situation. Uh, but then they're in the room and like, we're, we're fairly quiet people and there, there's a time and a place to do and talk about certain things. Uh, all morning, or actually all day, it was either we were listening to somebody snoring up a, sno- a storm yeah. along with their laptop being on full volume for whatever they were watching, uh, as well as doing video calls with family about the baby. And it's like, okay, that's all well and good, but you're in a room with other families. There's a time and a place if you want to make phone calls. Don't, don't have them on speakerphone. Yeah, that that's the rough, the worst part was the speakerphone. But again, but I... It wasn't I, even a quiet speakerphone. No, it no. was like full volume. You can hear them out in the hallway. It, oh, like, yeah. They just did not care. And that kind of pushed me to like, I want to be out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, as long or along with the heat. But yeah. um, before we left, we found out that the one family that kept me up all night... Um, they wanted to go home. They were, yep. They wanted to go home. They were bugging to go home. And their nurse was like, yeah, we can't let you go home because your baby's dropped too much weight. You need to start feeding him properly in order to be discharged. We yeah. need to see so much weight gain before we can go. Exactly. Um, so they weren't happy and they kind of got pissed off when they came in and... 
Well, they wanted to get to a, sent to a private room, and, and you know what? No, 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 that was the other family. Oh, those the other family, oh, yeah. Huh. That was okay. the, the loud family, the nurses came in. I don't know if the other family complained, or they just, like, realized that we were getting annoyed, and we just weren't saying anything. Um, we didn't say anything. And, but nurses started coming in, and we're trying to get them to switch to a private room, but she didn't want to pay any more money, at, because she'd already paid, and they were trying to work something out and it just it it was a mess i'm like i just i want to go home (laughs) there's nothing better than trying to have a deal at a hospital right yeah well uh this has been part one uh we're in beautiful grimsby ontario birthplace of son number one so um we'll uh, let you guys go for now but uh we'll be right back with part two You'll never know what hit you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Trips up. Injections. Can I put the tube in the baby's head? Only if I can do the episiotomy. Okay. There you go. Uh, legs up. Come in. Come on, all of you. That's it. Jolly good. Come on. Come on. Spread around there. Who are you? I'm the husband. I'm sorry. Only people involved are allowed in here. All right. What do I do? Yes? What do I do? Nothing, dear. You're not qualified. Leave it to us. What's that for? That's the machine that goes bing. You see, that means your baby is still alive. And that's the most expensive machine in the whole hospital. Yes, it cost over three quarters of a million pounds. Aren't you lucky? The administrator is here, Doctor. Switch everything on. Morning, gentlemen. Very impressive, very impressive. And what are you doing this morning? It's a birth. Ah, what sort of thing is that? Well, that's when we take a new baby out of a lady's tummy. Wonderful what we can do nowadays. Ah, I see you have the machine that goes bing. This is my favorite. You see, we lease this back from the company we sold it to, and that way it comes onto the monthly current budget and not the capital account. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We try to do our best. Well, do carry on. Oh, the bulb is dilating, Doctor. Oh, yes, there's the head. Yes, four centimeters, five, six centimeters. Lights! Amplify the ping machine. Masks up. Suction. Eyes down for a full house. Here it comes. And frightening. Here. And the rough toes! Show it to the mother. That's enough. Right, sedate her. Number the child. Measure it, blood type it, and isolate it. Okay, show's over. A boy or a girl? Now, I think it's a little early to start imposing roles on it, don't you? And we're back! Because that's totally classy, isn't it? Yeah. Welcome back to episode 46 of the Three Ghosts Away, Four Ghosts podcast, the Roman Polak edition. Birth edition. Slash Damon Alexander edition. Uh, we're back here with Kim. So, Kim, we just had Emmett's, uh, Emmett's, oh wow, I screwed that up already. So we just had Damon's uh, newborn photo session shoot in Grimsby, around the corner from the Grimsby Hospital. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about uh, care um because again every place is different so uh what did you think to the level of care in grimsby versus st Catharines? they i don't know they they both like focus on different things like when i had emmett at grimsby they're focused on pain management um 
checking my stomach to make sure that everything's going down the way it's supposed to and just kind of like leaving me to do my own thing um where St. Catharines they didn't really check my stomach to make sure everything was going down but they're like they checked my vitals like they're supposed to but then they would turn around and say uh, yeah I just need to get you to lie back because I need to check your bleeding which was a very 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 big throw off um so it's interesting to see like how one hospital deals with birth compared to another mm-hmm. and that's fair uh, I know it used to be there were a lot more options for giving birth in Niagara. Uh, and it, it's the same thing with all of probably Ontario. Uh, just there's only so many health dollars that can go around to the system. So it's like instead of having able to have a baby in Fort Erie, Port Colborne, Niagara Falls, Welland, St. Catharines, Niagara-on-the-Lake, and Grimsby, uh, basically over the last 20 years it's gone down from all of those hospitals down to... St. Catharines and Grimsby and Grimsby's only in there because they're part of the Hamilton Health Network um, so again it's uh, it's been an incredible time uh, getting reacclimatized to everything um, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, mental health for a little bit uh, we've had on the podcast in the past, uh, our bod Ricky Fryett from uh, she she was the Vancouver Canucks uh, super fan. Uh, she's a big fan of uh, Taggart and Torrens and uh, uh, the Rubber Boots podcast as well. Super awesome uh, individual. Uh, she's a huge advocate for mental health. And again, you, you, we we talk about you know how are you doing, right? And uh, you know, there's been times in past where you know you can get down on yourself you can get down in a situation whether it be employment or you know financials or kids um but what can happen and what has happened to me uh, as early as just even yesterday talking now um I definitely got a little overwhelmed with the amount of change that's happened in the last week um you know, it, it feels like just yesterday we brought Emmett home from the hospital, for goodness sakes, and uh, now we have a, another uh, little one in the house, and, you know, it's completely different as well, because, like, for a lot of different scenarios, um, I'm in a different job, you're in a different job, uh, you've only been out of that job on mat leave for a week and a half uh, yeah. before you had Damon, Um so, and you know what, there's little things that come with that too. It's uh, looking after um, two instead of one. Um, Emmett's been really good with all of this in that uh, he's not asking a lot of the same questions. He's been pretty good with his baby brother. He's really um, understands kind of what he's going through. But then, like, it's hard too because when you look at the impact it's having on your family and you know I, I look at how the next year is essentially going to go because uh, in Canada we have extended uh, benefits for parents uh, that can go from a year to ha- a year and a half depending on how you want to get your, your cash but um, it, it's hard trying to think about how it impacts you on the whole because if I, I I have to work there's no ifs ands or buts about it and it's like okay well now you'd have to look after a four year almost four year old and a newborn and it just it, 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 it you overthink things and you know what it, it's nice to say you know oh well you know you're overthinking it but really, like it, it's more of a concern issue. I, I would say is that I'm, I'm concerned with how the next little bit's gonna go. Um, what do you have to think about that, honey? You can't control the uncontrollable, and what's going, like the next little bit, we don't know what's going to happen. So you can't worry about something that is unknown. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is talking um, about it and kind of understanding what the level of um, expectation is um, in that 
if I'm not around, like, you're going to be able to handle it uh, by yourself. Yeah. And... Well, for one, I need to heal from these stitches to be able yeah. to do everything at full capacity again. Um, but, like, the, the thing is, like, when you have a baby, everybody's, like, going on about postpartum depression and making sure that the mom is okay and not struggling. But they don't really think about the dads too much because dads can go through the hormone change as well after a baby is born um it's more like i would say it's more sympathy feelings but like dads fall into that category too but nobody really talks about it and that's fine i i completely understand it because again all the man does in the situation is we we <laughs> For lack of better terminology, we just provide the seed, right? We don't even nurture the damn thing. So, the good thing is at least we, we figured out what the level of expectation is in that if I have to get up, because I'm a very light sleeper as well, and, and part of this gets brought on by a lack of sleep, and, you know, Damon is, is going to figure this out as we go along. We're going to figure this out as we go along. But there will be times where I just have to tap out, and I'm sure it'll be the same for you as well. But the biggest thing right now is uh, if you have an employer that understands the situation that you're in, uh, can kind of offer suggestions, I guess. I think most of it is just being under understanding of, of what's going on and, and kind of going from there. So we'll find out on Wednesday when I go back, but... Um, um, I'm going to leave this episode uh, with not talking Canadian Football League. Uh, we did have uh, the 107th Great Cup yesterday. I've already alluded to a couple times already. Um, we did not get the... We all kind of... Well, we all assumed that Hamilton would win, and, and there was at no point in that game was Hamilton even close to winning. Um one of the interesting things, Kim, oh, no, that I... that's a lie. The very beginning, when they were both zero. Uh, that is incorrect. We lost the coin toss. So we were oh. literally out of the game. Yeah. We were literally out of the game the whole time. But um, one thing that I will mention, and we're, I'm going to try and get um, representatives on from uh, or fans fans of Calgary, Edmonton, and, and BC on as well before we uh, the end of the year. But um, the one thing that I really liked this year was uh, getting in, in touch with uh, different fans from all over the league. Uh, it's hard when there's a lot of hard-nosed fans that you know their team can do no evil. Um, really, like the these guys, a lot of them are are from the states. Don't know what the Grey Cup is. Don't know what the Grey Cup means, and they have to learn it as as they go over time. But um, again, I, I'm not I'm not that much into the sculpting of the team and, and that sort of thing but what I experienced in the year 2019 was uh, my son uh, got to kind of explore as to what goes on with all this stuff um, we took him to the game or I took him to the game sorry Kim um, but you know what uh, he, he experienced some of the things and, and this morning he woke up and I had to explain to him that uh, Hamilton did not win and you know, he was kind of upset about it, and, and that that's the hard part is, is a parent, is you have to be able to temper your expectations and understand that you don't always get what you want, and it's just another example of something in life that, that happens. Uh, there's too many times that, you know, there, there's things in life that are much more important, like um, politics, as we've seen with the United States, with you know, people that are extremely pro-Trump and extremely anti-Trump. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what side you're on. The side that's winning is all of us because we all have to live. And whether, you know, we have the odds stacked a little more in our favor or life is a tough thing to go through every day, um, really it's just the, the part of the conversation that, that's, that's the big thing. And, um, you know, there are, hopefully, wherever you live, there are options that you have. Um, it certainly was with us, right, Kim? Mm -hmm. um, to think that when Emmett was nine months old, you went back to school 
and were able to do so because there were programs and assistance to make that happen. Um, you look at where we are today, and you know you, you you sweat a little bit less with with some of the things that that may or may not pop up. Yeah. So, uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed this little different episode of the Three Ghosts Night Four Ghosts podcast. Uh, don't forget, we are on. Uh, Twitter at 3ghosts underscore 4ghosts. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, uh, Google Play Music, and uh, iTunes. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Um, one of these days, I'm going to actually go on iTunes and kind of take a look around. I'm sure there's many <laughs> comments. Why, have you actually gone on there? No. Oh. Well, thanks. I just think it's funny that you constantly promote iTunes and you don't even go on it yourself. We're not an Apple family, Kim. You know this. I know. And then I, I yell at uh, at uh, Google Play Music because sometimes they don't get the episodes up as quick as I want them to. And then I'm like, what the heck's going on? But, uh, Kim, is there something, like a, a musical uh, song that you'd like to end this episode with? Um, push it? So we're going to play Salt and Pepper? <laughs> Wow, I did not. I did not think that was coming. Wow. Okay. Well, well you're uh, talking about a birth, and of course, geez. while everything was happening, my sister sends me push it before oh, I she? even start dilating. Well, so, yeah, but, but again, she didn't know you were you were in active labor. Well, I wasn't at that point when she yeah. sent it. But All right. Nobody well, was anticipating a baby to be born Wednesday. Uh, nope. So. Nope, that's for sure. Well, all right, folks. Uh, Enjoy salt and pepper. Push it. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back soon. And uh, again, uh, if you ever uh, want to talk, uh, hit us up on Twitter. And uh, you know, we uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And enjoy salt and pepper. Sexy people.